Welcome to The Observer Effect, a podcast of travel stories. Each week, we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we meet overseas and at least one good story. Episode 65, Welcome to Café Min, Oslo, where Gabrielle insisted on speaking German. There's a way station in Mexico City on the migration route to the U.S. that welcomes migrants to give them rest and the opportunity to equip themselves for their journey and their eventual stop. Café Min is a non-governmental organization founded by La Congregación de las Hermanas Josefinas. They provide shelter for Latin American women and families for two to three months in the hope that they can offer the tools necessary to integrate into society, specifically in Mexico, an alternative to the more expensive, riskier journey all the way to the U.S. I sat down with the director, Gabriel, and he graciously explained their process and even one of his own life-changing journeys. So first, can you describe what you look like for the audience? What I look like? Yeah. What I look like? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but the issue is not me, but, uh, but it's us. <laughs> That'll be the next question. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'm trying to explain myself. I, I'm, I will try to express myself. Well, uh, welcome to Café Min. This is, a, this is a house for migrant people, mm-hmm. mainly women with their children that are traveling across Mexico. Mm-hmm. Many of the, most of them are trying to get into the United States. However, um, um, many people are also trying to, to, to stay here in Mexico in order to, to rebuild their lives, in order to, to find school for their children, to, to get a job in order to sustain their, their own lives, and in order to find new new support networks that could provide them with some of human humanity in order to share their lives with, with them. And here at the, at the house, we are um, living the wonderful experience of sharing our cultures because people is always um, carrying with them their personalities, their tastes with the, when they when they prepare their food, when they uh, call in, in different things like they used to, their children and also, so we can enrich our cult, our own culture, Mexican culture, in order to have them re- renew our Mexican culture. And we are also very, very happy because uh, there are many people like Chef Bikes that uh, can came and co- come and and get acquainted about the work we do, about the, the way they can provide us with help in order to enrich themselves with the, the experiences of people here. Um, I think that we here at, at the house are also a good space for all people that can visit us and get to know much more about the people that is living here, but also about their own lives, mm. their own lives. Mm. So uh, I am... Um, I strongly recommend you to, to go and visit us at Facebook and Café Min. You can also appoint for a, for a day to visit us via the 
the Facebook Messenger, and we will be very happy to to welcome you in our house. What kinds of um, volunteers have you had? What what do people do here usually? Well, they they are people cooking. They are people taking care of the children. They are there are also people teaching some uh, skills such as. Um, such as making clothes, mm -hmm. such as computing, mm -hmm. such as baking. <laughs> uh, we are also solid. We are also uh, getting some experience and preparing some foods to, in order to to sell them to the people that we see this. I wish I could meet the baker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an amazing um, facility you have for baking. You said that. Um, some German people they, donated like industrial level the German embassy that is ah, yeah, the German yeah. embassy is providing us with with equipment and with the, uh, the tools that are required to prepare cakes, cookies and so on yeah wow and um, you said that people come here for a pause in their journey usually Yeah, the migrants are in route, and you provide support while they rest and continue and try to improve them. Uh, where are they going mostly? Where, where are they trying to go? Well, uh, mainly to the United States, mm -hmm. also, but uh, but also they are getting convinced that uh, staying in Mexico is a good idea because uh, they can. Um, find themselves with other Latin American people. Mm -hmm. uh, they are not having troubles with the language mm -hmm. and they are also um, avoiding the, the dangerous fact that uh, as, as you get closer to the United States, the life gets more expensive and also more dangerous. Mm -hmm. So they can stay here near Mexico City and, and enjoy a, a city that is uh, that um, with uh, very friendly policies, friendly mm. policies from the government of the city. So is Mexico City a very welcoming place to Latin American migrants? It's not very welcoming. Yeah, it is welcoming, however. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, I'm curious, what percentage tend to stay and what percentage try to go on? Uh, that's very difficult to 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 tell. No, yeah. But mainly because people. Uh, frequently, are checking cautious not to not to let anyone to know what their what their actual plans are because right. they are always afraid to to get in trouble if if people know too much about them. Interesting. Does that make it hard to form relationships with them here? Do you, when you work with them here, is it? Um, do you get very close together and make yeah. good friendships? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We eventually form some friendships. However. Um, the issue is that people is always stay um, taking care about themselves prior to um, in order to to have the um, to feel uh, to feel that they, they have a greater possibilities to to concrete their plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So, what what have you seen during your time working here? Have you seen people change from when they arrive to when they leave? Yeah. Does this place change people? Yeah, yeah uh, I, I would say that it's mainly about uh, the very fact that they are here not having uh, um, uh, high risk in, in, in perceived from the other people. They 
they feel they can feel secure with the people that is living here with them. Mm -hmm. So they are getting in the beginning not very confident with mm -hmm. each other, mm -hmm. but as as the day pass by, they they are feeling more and more comfortable with each other, with the services provided here, so they can feel more. Um, um, True, truly, they they can truth, they can trust, they can trust each other and you. Yeah, they can trust in us with the staff. Yeah, they are also getting a legal legal orientation. Yeah, and psychological orientation also therapy. These these two services make them feel more comfortable, more able to manage their own lives and also to um, to well yeah to, to, to manage their own lives mainly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you mentioned that uh, the Cafe Min kind of integrates the neighborhood also, yeah. the, the neighbors around everybody knows who you are and people participate in activities. What what kinds of Activities do you do together with the neighborhood? Okay, well, um, we are we are having three intercultural ev main events yeah. every this year, ah. and people comes and and get to to know with the people that are living here. They can share foods, they can um, they can dance and, and sing together. Yeah, they, so they feel very comfortable with their neighbors here in the cafe. I mean, uh, people from Kazan also can uh, go and play basketball or, or soccer in the in the court that is not that is near here. Yeah. Um, and people also uh, living here, adult people uh, sometimes get uh, some jobs here at the in the neighborhood. Yeah. In the neighborhood. So uh, people here, people around here, gets acquainted that people that. The caffeine inhabitants are good people, are people that they can trust in yeah. and feel comfortable with them. This place changes uh, the stereotype yeah. of immigrants, right? Yeah. <laughs> in Ma Mexico. Yeah, mainly because the uh, people here stay from two or three days to, uh, to three months or, or more. Yeah. So people have the chance to get a, a, to know Little more deep, a uh, little deeper. The the neighbors they have. Yeah. Um, on the on the other hand, on the other hand, uh, on the other houses for immigrants, people is uh, coming in, in in getting out in, mm. in the in immediate immediately. No, they they don't not used to to stay in the same place for more than two days. Yeah. So. They are permanently anonymous people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what about you? How have you changed working here? <laughs> How okay. long have you worked here? Well, um, I, I've been I've been working here only for a couple months. Oh, wow. yesterday, yesterday I, I get to to the, the two months. <laughs> Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. <laughs> However, I must say I, I've been working in non-governmental organizations for more than. 20 years. Yeah. It, uh, I, I have been working in human rights issues from '96, so I I am very very acquainted with the kind of work that is done here. Um, I have been working with uh, uh, human rights in general, but also 
with indigenous people's rights, women's rights, children and youth rights. So um, human rights is a very important issue to me. Yeah. Um, here at, at the Gafamin, I, I am having the chance to integrate much of the skills that I have been developing through the years, including the leadership of the, of the team, mm -hmm. but also organizing projects, also working face-to-face -face with people, mm -hmm. and um, also some administration. So um, I'm very happy and comfortable in having the chance to, to collaborate with, with Kathleen. How did you get involved in human rights? Why did you choose that? <laughs> well, uh, when, when I was very young, I, I have been in contact with uh, one of my best friends was a uh, um, brother of one important Amnesty International activist. Mm. So uh, we... We've been, uh, when we were teenagers, we used to, to read the bulletins from Amnesty. Yeah. Uh, so my my friend's brother was a sort of superhero to us. <laughs> yeah. The the things that that he uses to to tell us about when he came to Mexico why so not wonderful but horrible yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, we were always feeling that we should have something that we had something had something to do about that yeah so that was when, when I was uh, very young so I eventually was uh, turning into uh, involving myself with human rights issues Wow, that's great. It's amazing the influence that you can have on kids. Yeah. That, setting an example like that. Yeah, and I, by by year 20, uh, 2000, I, I finally get to know with, with, my, with my friend's brother. Yeah. Uh, ah, yeah. When I, when I myself was working in Amnesty International, yeah. I, ha I have had the chance to tell the man, to tell the man you, were my, <laughs> you were my hero when I was much younger. So that's so great. You yeah. must have been so happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, Are you was still in touch with him? And not very much. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's very busy always. <laughs> and, and eventually I have been more and more uh, busy. Every day I'm getting much more busy her uh, it was very satisfying to get to know yeah who knows who you're influencing here all the kids that come through here and meet you you know well perhaps <laughs> <laughs> perhaps they will I hope uh, at least I, I am committed not to not to give any kind of bad example yeah <laughs> okay my, my last question can you tell me a good travel story that may have impacted you um, sometime when you moved around and saw something that okay. maybe changed you? Well, um, it was a, it, it, it's about my time when I was working at Amnesty International. Yeah. I was the human rights education coordinator here in Mexico. Yeah. So um, um, we were invited to a human rights education congress in Oslo. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, and then to a, a small town in Norway. Yeah. And uh, I was uh, very impressed uh, know, knowing me, my colleagues from, uh, from all around the, the world. Yeah. It was a very, a very, very uh, impressive experience to yeah. hear about their own experiences and sharing my own experiences. But uh, the fact is that uh, um, as I was uh, 
I, I, I like the German language very much. Mm. So, so I say uh, I am in Europe, I can, I can practice my, my German. But uh, the fact is that because of the, of the Nazis, yeah. they don't like Germans. <laughs> <laughs> and German also, oh, no. Germans are also very rich compared to most of the European countries. Yeah. But uh, they, they start to, to speaking to me in English. Yeah. And I, as I keep, uh, as I keep uh, talking to them in German, and they were asking me, why are you, stu- why are you insisting in talking German? <laughs> and I said, why are you insisting in, t- in, t- in talking English? <laughs> and they said, you know, because of the, because of the Nazis and so on. And well, and so I said, well, you know, because of the United States uh, and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the very reason that you don't like to, yeah. don't like about uh, Germany is that <laughs> I don't like it much about the United States. Then they turn to tell me, well, you know, there are many, many American people that these are very good people. They say, I know, and so you should get acquainted that there are many good German people. (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, but in the end it was very interesting. I can't thank Gabriel enough for giving some of his time to me and for speaking so candidly. I urge you to examine your own city and find the travelers that are passing through looking for a better life. There are organizations all over the world seeking to help them, and you can be a part of that welcome. If you go to Mexico City, you can team up with Gabriel. And right now, you can go to their Facebook page and give them a like to show support. This is Cafe Min. C-A-F-E-M-I-N. Uh, you can find the link on our Facebook page or on our web page or just look up Cafe Min. And it's really easy. Just give a like, show support, get involved. Uh, they can always use a simple donation, but even just your interest will take you a long way on your own journey toward a better life. I couldn't help myself. I just had to ask a little more of Gabriel. That's fascinating. Sure, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, wow. Thank you for telling that. Um, I just have to ask, can I hear more about your feelings about the United States? We don't no. necessarily have to put this in the episode. Uh, no, I have the trouble. <laughs> I have no problem with that. I, I'm pretty sure that uh, it's... Very, uh, there, there are uh, an important lap between the people and the government. And, uh, I, I mean, uh, that, that's why I'm here, to learn the other perspective yeah. of my country from outside my country. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah so, I understand too. However, I, I, so I would like to say, they, they, have, they would not have human rights movement in, in Latin America mm-hmm. without very important American foundations. Mm-hmm. They were they were financing human rights activism in, in Latin America mm-hmm. and uh, there are important, important, very important American intellectuals mm-hmm. that have been um, trying to uh, resist the, the American hegemony mm-hmm. and they are very, very, uh, I'm very respectful of them, mm-hmm. people defending their own people like uh, Luther King and so on. And uh, sadly, the last events are showing that uh, 
uh, in, in, on the other hand, um, American government is is carried on by a very very different mm. trend, mm. and um, it's not only about uh, about the recent uh, Donald Trump, but also yeah. we we've been hearing about Obama's um, um, the massive deportations. Yeah. In, so um, also uh, Trump is uh, is a guy that speaks very loud. Yeah. Uh, Obama do, didn't speak loud, but he did worse things perhaps than yeah. that Trump is doing now. Yeah. And it's it's impossible to say this is a good boy and this is a good guy, a bad hombre, no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to quote. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah, quote, yeah, yeah. Uh, they are they are both bad bad hombres, I think. Yeah. I am horrified that uh, that the perspective such as that, that of Sanders yeah. didn't uh, didn't was able to to conquer um, the Biden's hardcore and that uh, eventually turned to, to Clinton and then Clinton and then Clinton lost with uh, Trump so yeah. very amazing people uh, it's, it's something that people will find very very hard to believe but uh, however if we know about the, this um, deep American people that is that has been always racist, classist, homophobic. Yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's, some, some, it's something that exists in the very same at the very same time that exists people that is very noble and generous and, and decided to to construct democracy, human rights, and so on. What message would you hope to send? <laughs> keep resisting uh, platform. <laughs> keep resisting. Yeah. Keep keep building um, decent lives to for for you and your people. Yeah. And help us doing the same here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Speaking with him reminded me of William Somerset Mom, as often happens when I think about the experience of travelers. Mom wrote, I feel always, below the grace of their behavior, the instinctive, primeval hatred of the stranger. Go look up Cafe Mean right now.